News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Almost 23% of 16-year-olds have reported gambling for money and rates among teenage boys 10% higher than that of their female peers. That's according to a new report from the Institute of Public Health. Dr. Helen McAvoy, their Director of Policy, joins me now. Um, Helen, 23% of 16-year-olds, I suppose, even starker figure the gender skew and how significant the proportion of boys is. Well, that's true. And I think our analysis showed that as well as having a gender pattern, that there were certain forms of gambling which were more likely to be associated with excessive and problem gambling, including online gambling and betting on sports or animals like horses or dogs. So we were particularly concerned by the higher risk among boys, but also by just how many of the teenagers that gambled were getting into difficulty, including things like feeling the need to lie about their gambling spend or feeling the need to bet more and more. Can you give us some of the breakdown of the numbers relating to those kinds of categories? In in terms of uh, 16-year-olds overall, around 1.3% met the criteria for problem gambling. But when we look at those 16-year-olds who, who said that they had gambled for money in the last 12 months, around 1 in 20 were meeting the criteria for problem gambling. Similarly, if we look at those that group again who've been gambling in the last 12 months, about 1 in 5 were getting into difficulty. And also if we, when we compared gambling girls, which were a smaller number, with gambling boys saw that there was a higher portion of problematic gambling behaviours in boys than in girls. Now, in theory, there are meant to be controls because you, you mentioned online gambling, you mentioned gambling on, on organised sports like horse rating. In, in theory, there are controls for access for people under the age of 18. Does that not seem to be applying? Our particular research didn't actually give any details in terms of what's happening in terms of age verification, but uh, the findings certainly indicate that uh, it maybe isn't working uh, entirely as planned. Uh, we're hoping that this research will, will, will shed some light on the reality of underage gambling activity and inform the content of gambling laws which are expected to be passed by the Irish government. Given what you've seen from the research, when you say that it would shed some light on, on those um, activity and, on, and inform the laws that might be made, what do you think those laws should include? Well, there is some good content already uh, proposed within the Gambling Regulation Bill, including the establishment of a gambling regulatory authority to ensure that the operators are complying with, uh, with best practice in protecting children. There's also a ban proposed in relation to sort of credit facilities and in terms of free bets and inducements. And, and there's also a proposal to establish a national gambling exclusion register. Another key part of that bill will be introducing some some regulation on gambling advertising, including a 9pm watershed, which is primarily intended to reduce the exposure of, of children and young people to some of that advertising. Whether those, those advertising regulations will go far enough to protect children uh, remains to be seen. Lastly, um, Dr. Helen McAvoy, is there any indication that problem gambling, if it begins at an age as young as 16, is particularly significant? As in, is it more difficult to combat? Is it more difficult to wean somebody out of problem gambling if they start that young? I think, like any risky behaviour, the younger the person is when they start engaging in the behaviour, the more higher risk they are for running into serious difficulty as an adult. I think the second thing is that we're, if we're going to start to try and dismantle, you know, the culture of, of, of problematic gambling, particularly in, in adult men, we're going to have to start far younger because this pattern seems to be already in place by the time the boys are 16. Helen McAvoy, thank you very much. That is Dr. Helen McAvoy, who's Director of Policy at the Institute of Public Health. And I'm joined, joined by Declan Cregan, who is a recovering gambling addict. And Declan, your um, your introduction to gambling fits with a lot of what Helen was talking about. You started gambling at, at 16. Gambling on what, do you mind me asking? 
Yeah, so I started at 16 years of age, and my first bet was a one-pound roulette spin in the bookies itself. Um, very, very quickly, that, that spiraled over a 10-year period. Uh, and at the end, I, I would have literally bet on anything at all that I could have bet on. How did you know it was getting out of hand? Uh, well, every, every single week when I was being paid, I had zero money left within an hour of payment. Um, I was getting loan companies, uh, big loans out that I couldn't afford either. Um, I was just having to tell so much lies because it was in so much debt. So at that stage in my life, I, I knew I was in big trouble. Did you have to hide it from friends and family? Yeah, well, I, I hid it for a long time from friends and family. Um, there is only so much you can hide it for because obviously your behaviours change and things like that. Um, I was getting letters out to my mum's house with um, big debts from loan companies that she was opening because I was still under her roof. So, you know, I, I thought I was hiding it, but people uh, knew, knew fine rightly what was going on with myself. So what caused you to begin to take control of it? Well, I tried on numerous different uh, different periods to to stop gambling. Um, they they were never successful. Maybe for a couple of months, I would have uh, refrained from gambling. But uh, when I was twenty six, I basically hit rock bottom. Uh, I lost thirty thirty one thousand in my last few days of gambling. Um, I had zero savings left, no money left, and my mental health was in the worst place it had ever been. Um, so. I knew from then it was either get help or that basically I wouldn't be living for much longer. How did you then get help and what was that process like? Yeah, so two two friends of mine, uh, they actually came to me. They knew I wasn't in a great place. Um, they, they were able to speak to people, get some things in place. Um, I went to Gamblers Anonymous. For me, that didn't work. But for lots of people, it does work. Uh, I tried counselling. Just tried to change up my my daily routine. Just tried to change my whole life. I even left my job at that stage where I was making quite good money, and um, I just couldn't have myself around that kind of money. Um, I, I passed my finances on to my brother, who I would send uh, where my uh, wage would be paid into. Just things like that. I also signed up with GamStop online so that I couldn't bet online for five years. Now next year that will uh, come to an end, so I will have to resign. So it was things like that I put in place to um, give me a better chance of refraining from gambling. And what would you say to, I mean, if you look at the stats today that reveal that about one in four uh, people under the age of 16, 16 and younger have um, uh, gambled for money, nearly one in three among boys. What would you say to anybody of that age group who's listening? Yeah, I would just say, please, please think before you place your first bet. Not all stories are like myself and other recovering gamblers, but unfortunately you can see with the stats there that so many young people are becoming addicted. It could be that first bet of £1, £2, and very, very quickly it escalates over a period of time. Um, I'm actually near uh, in recovery for four years, but I still have uh, serious depression and anxiety mental health issues and it all is, is all from, from my gambling so although I'm doing great it never ever leaves you it, it just makes life become a lot easier and the, the glamorous side that you'll see um, people in casinos just all the bright lights everything's great uh, that, that is absolutely not the case so please think before you place your first bet 
Declan, thank you very much for coming on the show and thank you very much for sharing such a personal story. That is Declan Cregan, who is himself a recovering gambling addict. And before uh, Declan, Dr. Helen McAvoy, the Director of Policy at the Institute of Public Health, with the details of that research into gambling among our teenagers. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.